1: is treating you all well. Steph here, Noli, and Brooke, welcome to the mothership, everybody. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. pandemic may have disrupted a lot of things, but one group determined to shine the spotlight on Hawaii women filmmakers is pushing ahead. It is an exciting time for the producers of a film series called Real Waihine of Hawaii. They're about to release the third season in, well, this month, October. Can you believe it? This is already October. Well, the film features six women filmmakers from Hawaii who talk about their work and the impact that it has on our community. Joining us is Shirley Thompson, a veteran documentary editor, writer, producer, and director, and also Vera Zambonelli, a Hawaii-based independent filmmaker and researcher, and also the founder and executive director of Hawaii Women in Filmmaking. Thanks so much, you know, guys, for being here with us. Shirley and Vera, welcome to Mothership. Welcome.
2: Thank you all for having Please, us. Thank you. Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know what? First of all, thank you guys for doing this because we don't all too often hear so much about women filmmakers, because, you know, sometimes it's perceived as a male-dominated industry, so gosh, we're really looking forward to, you know, learning more about your film and the series. Can can you tell us what viewers can expect to see?
2: Benna, do you want to say or do you want me
1: to say? <laughs>
3: Um, First of all, thank you. Thank you so much for having us here and uh, and giving us the possibility to talk about Real Bahine of Hawaii. Now it's third season. So what they could actually uh, expect to see is six more films. The first two seasons already. We produce already 12 short films, um, and uh, and each film is really a way for us to spotlight the life, uh, uh, journey, achievement, challenges, and way that women's filmmakers here in Hawaii have overcome those challenges to really make a space for their art and craft, uh, tell their story, and really make a difference, because, you know, one of the very things that motivate us to, to make this, this a series is really to make sure that these accomplishments, these lives, these achievements gets documented and, uh, and, and spotlighted, which actually it's something that doesn't happen as often as we
1: wish. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely. And I know you guys don't want to give too much away. Um, you know, and th- each person that you, profile are, are really different. They each have their own individual talents. And and I, I'm sure Shirley and Veda, you guys um also split each person and in and in profiling and deciding who would who would profile whom?
2: Yes, absolutely. So um there is um there's a method to our madness. We we sh- first of all start with casting um the the six uh, filmmakers that we're going to profile in a season, um, and, and that's a harder job than you think because there's a lot more women filmmakers here in Hawaii than anybody really realizes until you start to name them and think about films that you love and people that you would love to to hear their story and hear more about. Then um, And then we choose um, directors who, who are all women, uh, accomplished women directors here in Hawaii, and um, and then the matchmaking begins, right? We, do, we really start kind of try to pair together filmmakers who we think would make a great film um, and a great film about this specific wahina. And so we um, also, um, when we hire this director, we hire the director to also mentor a young up and coming filmmaker who's either a high school or a college age girl who's an aspiring young filmmaker themselves. And so that director is, is, um, comes on board to make a film and mentor a girl. And mm-hmm. so there's yet another pairing that happens of choosing really you know top tier, smart, young, interesting filmmakers to pair with uh, the filmmaker and the subject.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I'm I'm familiar with one um, in particular, one of the, the people that are um, profiled, uh, that would be Kimberly Brassford. She's actually my distant cousin. Um, so so, cool. And then I'm actually a huge fan of her work, and I've seen her, um, you know, throughout the years um, and just been fascinated. I know that she um, loves documentaries as well, and she mm-hmm. did one on, um, I think, is it called The Men? The um, you know they they participated in the Hula Festival. Robert Casimiro led different, them. The different filmmaker, different yes, filmmaker. Yes, yes.
2: So That's it actually Lisette yeah. Flannery's film, um, Kimberly. She yeah, Kimberly. um worked on the Patsy Mink documentary.
1: Yes, she did. Yeah, and which the, is uh, wrestling. Like,
2: and also Winning Girl, which is about local wrestler Tishaya Alo. And now she's working on a really amazing film. We actually just watched a, a rough cut of the film last night with her about Sia Figuel, the, the Samoan woman writer, very famous woman writer from Samoa. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Kimberly is like still, still making films. And, and she talks about kind of her creative process and her, um, you know, what inspires her. And also, you know, what some of the struggles are about, you know, the subject matter that she chooses. Yeah, yeah.
3: and um, and if I may add just to what Shirley was saying just before in terms of uh, associating like the mentorship component to uh, to the making of the film, um, this also speaks to the work that Hawaii Women in Filmmaking is doing in the community um, because not only the project is thought as an interne- intergenerational project because as you said, you know, we work with established filmmakers but also So with upcoming, but one of the things that we do is also filmmaking programs for youth. So, um, because the model that we are trying to implement is, um, you know, there is a young woman has interest in film, comes to us, do our, attend our programs, produce films with us. And then we do offer them the possibility to actually be hired and, and work on films under, you know, the mentorship of more established filmmakers and it's a win-win and more win <laughs> combination. Exactly, uh, And because I, I feel that one of the magic, you know, as co-producer is really to step back and see how we managed to create a space where uh, women and girls thrive doing what they love doing, you know, so it's not, you just learn, but you also learn and apply what you learn in the and doing what you really want to do, and telling the story that you feel compelled to tell, and uh, and working with Kimberly also, as uh, Shirley was saying, is you know we, we are partnered with Docu Club, uh, which is a work in progress screening So what I'm trying to say here is that um, we do 360 degree work uh, to make sure that women's stories and lives uh, are really spotlighted and at the centers of the stories that we tell and and, and there's so much to do and we try to do it all <laughs> or as much as we can.
0: <laughs> That's great. Do, do you try to recruit local talent? Is that what yeah. you're yeah. on? yeah it's and all local
2: find- all local filmmakers all local crew all local women crew beautiful and where do you where do you find these these this talent locally is
3: it um well one thing that um i mean in of course
0: schools in- or just um, the approach so the-
3: you know, somehow, um, you know, Real Vahina um you know, has been seeded in the work that Havai Winning Filmmaking has been doing for the last 10 years where um where we actually began just with a monthly gathering to literally uh, you know get started with the work of knowing who are the women filmmakers here mm-hmm. uh, and and create a space and time for us to come together and to know, you know because as many other professions, you know, you have your crew, you keep working, just you know it's you and you're you're doing it all. But we really uh, managed to create a community where there was none. And actually, I want to acknowledge how Shirley was, attendee at the very first one that we did 10 years ago (laughs) so that's where you know our relationship started and 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 the reason why i'm giving this background is because you know um by creating this community we get we start getting to know who's doing what um and then also we are doing our homework you know like who who's who's doing film and then as shirley was also saying um you know, it's to get to know and relationship building. Uh, you know, I, as you can tell, I'm not born and raised here in Hawaii. So my work was really to, to kind of create this, this um, you know, acknowledging and getting to know who's, who's, who are making films. And, you know, making films is not only the directors, you know, there are like so many different roles. So we really try to expand and amplify the work of women in film And making sure that there was this community building uh, and so that you know you ask for a cinematographer we have (laughs) 10 cinematographers to refer you to uh and so um the way uh we we get to know and the relationship building becomes this this you know this um how can I say, like this way for us to to know who to invite and and especially having access to who to invite, play space. And if we do not, we make sure that we become friends.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, what have you guys seen in terms of the history of women filmmakers in Hawaii? Have you seen a lot of progression? Have we come a, a long way? And you know, after answering that, um, can you explain what women bring to the table, different from men? perspective wise and creative process wise? Is there a difference?
2: I think absolutely. I mean, I think women tell um, stories through their own, we all, right, have a filter and we all tell stories through our own lens and our own perspective and our own lived experience. And so I think you do get different films and different sensitivities when uh, women are writing the stories and directing the stories for sure. And, you know, is the business, it's changing. Um, it, do we have parody? No, we do not. Um, you know, for example, I directed a, the film that's premiering um, next month with Zoe Eisenberg, who is a Big Island filmmaker. She is one of only three women to have ever made a feature film that was shot in Hawaii.
0: Wow. Now,
2: there were five feature films made by men last year. But in all the years, there've only been three by women, right? So, so there's, you know, a very real statistic about how much harder it is for women to have access to financing to, um, and just, you know, it's like uh, people hire their friends. And so um, what we're trying to do is build a community of like-minded and enlightened collaborators who we can make films with.
0: I yeah. I just want to say I love all of that the mentorship and the 360 kind of just going full circle with all of it and creating a network, right, for all of these these women who are um, into filmmaking and all different aspects of it. My question would be, what goes? What are you folks looking for when you're casting? So whether it's the directors or the film who you're going to feature in the film, and also the up and coming. Um, women who are young women who are com- coming up the ranks. What what are kind of the key things you're looking for, and also for our listeners, for there, there are any young women out there just kind of getting started and wanting to get into this? What should they be focusing on to, you know, get chosen to be featured in something like this?
2: Um, surely do I? Sure, <laughs> well, all, because we can all. Weekend, I know. <laughs> uh, we'll ta- we'll tag team. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, I'll I'll definitely speak to the the idea of casting the subjects of the film because they are you know first of all um, brilliant filmmakers and they're people with you know an enormous amount of talent um, and creativity and we're really really interested in hearing their story and we're hearing you know about why they choose the films that they choose to make and and what was hard about it and what was inspiring about it. You know, so um, so number one, these are, you know, the best of the best in terms of our commun- our filmmaking community. And so we're super excited to have, you know, among the filmmakers, um, you know, terrific, you know, women like Joan Lander and like Joy Chung Standard, who have been making films, you know, for, you know, 30, 40 years. Um, And we also have, you know, really rising star uh, filmmakers like, um, like Zoe and a fairly new filmmaker like Hina Le Moana um, Wankalu, who was nominated, you know, not nominated, but shortlisted for an Oscar this past year, right? So, um, so we have, you know, a real range of, um, of stories and of, you know, also just, you know, we want to reflect the community that we're a part of, right? So we we definitely want to make sure that we have different perspectives and different backgrounds and different age groups and, you know, just the full diversity and, um, you know, that represents our community. Yep. Great, great. Uh, and I can add a little bit in terms of
3: the process through which we um, bring on board our um, younger filmmakers. Uh, and uh, so this year, specifically, we, uh, you know, we advertise, we start like, a, you know, casting the net wide, uh, we had a process through which the PA interns had to apply and, you um, 99% were previous graduates from Hawaii Winning Filmmaking. But at the same time, we didn't want to make it like, you know, it's an exclusive membership club. Uh, therefore, you know, we will look at all the applications and, uh, and brought on board like the, you know, the ones that we felt uh, were stronger. Uh, and, uh, and they all perform just beautifully. You know, some of these uh, young women uh, are now in film school. You know, so because they found filmmaking as a passion, as a, you know, because sometimes, you know, it's just a, when 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 young Vahine come to our our space, they either have already an interest or they're kind of exploring, right? And, and I have to say that I witnessed so many beautiful times that, you know, just by creating the conditions for them to thrive, they find into filmmaking something that they really want to commit. For life, or at least for a long part of their life, and. Um and therefore, for us, it's such an honor and privilege actually to be able to offer a possibility to be a production assistant and an intern and work with other women because you know there is this way of saying that you need to see it <laughs> to, to even think and consider that you can actually do it. You know, so there is also this importance of visibility and awareness of women's work in film, which is really what Real Vahine of Hawaii stands for, you know, because you have no idea how many times we kept asking, you know, kind of like a surprise or of like women filmmakers, (laughs) there are so many. And I'm like, let's tell that. And and actually when people ask us, you know, what's your dream, what do you wanna see in your future? It's actually to not exist anymore. (laughs) So we don't have to, you know, uh, explain and tell because it's a given. It's a given uh, that, you know, half of the population, actually a little bit more of the population of the world actually tell their story from their perspective. So it's not just uh, interpretation, but it's uh, actually representations, you know, just so that you're telling your story from your, because that's also what we say in film, you know, uh, tell your personal story, tell what you know, and gender, race, class, age, you know, those are all, uh, you know, they all inform who you are and the story that you want to tell. And so that's what we are doing. We're really creating a space, place, and time. For women filmmakers to tell their stories and tell them how they want and as they, in a way that represent the complexity that women embody.
1: Yes, I'm actually so surprised because we here we are in Hawaii, you know, a beautiful place and and you know surrounded by culture, and rich with history and beautiful beautiful scenes. And there's so many stories and different stories to tell and different scenes to capture. But yet I, I, I feel like that that resurgence of filmmaking is still not I want to say at a really, really young age. But I, I mean, it, I, I feel it. I feel the momentum. I feel it kind of like coming up. But I, I, what, what do you think is the biggest obstacle then? You know, I mean, what's stopping us? Is it is it funding is it more resources, opportunities to showcase work? What would you say is the biggest obstacle?
2: Well, I think you know you have to have um, to get into the industry. You need someone who's going to mentor you and champion you. You know, it's like you need a way in to the industry for for real paying work. You usually have to start off as an intern and then someone takes a shine to you because you're a hard worker and you did a good job and they will give you an opportunity. So without those, you know, uh, first, you know, that first foot in the door, it's, it's really hard. And then every step along the way, on your way up in your career, Um, You need someone who's going to mentor you and create opportunities for you because it is like this sort of crew-based work, project-based work, and people tend to like hire a crew and stay with that crew for years and years and years. And so you can see where that entry-level position and having an opportunity to like do real filmmaking work and then say, look, this is what I did. I actually did this and I got paid to do it, is so meaningful, right? Our interns are paid on our films, right? And they get a credit, they get a film credit, right? Which is, you know, going on their little IMDB page. And so they're really, you know, this is like a legitimate start or a launch um, for what could be the next job and then the next job. And then we're also putting them in the room with an experienced working filmmaker and giving them an opportunity to build a a relationship there, right? And that could also possibly lead to another job and another job. So that's that's really the key is that I think women have been really excluded from that in the past because it was a boys club and people hire who they know. And then they just keep working with the same folks because they're comfortable with them. And how do you ever break in, you know? So that's why it was so important for us to have that multi-generational conversation between, you know, the veterans and the really, you know, shining stars that we are featuring in the films, and then the working directors, and then the young up and coming uh, filmmakers as well.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, we we are slowly cracking into Hollywood because we have that Maui director, Dustin Daniel Cretton, you know, who did the Shang Chi. He was the director, so hopefully, he kind of opens the door to some local talent, you know.
2: That would be so great, absolutely.
1: And I have to say too, I'm. It's a rare, a rare breed. I mean, you have to be a certain kind of person, you know, to want to be a filmmaker. And, and in the film industry, it's almost a thankless job and you're putting in long hours and, and it's 100 percent passion, right? I mean, you're you go to sleep with your with your project, right? I mean, you're thinking and about they tend it to go and, on
2: a lot longer than you yeah. think they're ever going to. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, that's true. So talk, talk about, you know, uh, you know, in general, uh, all of the profile, the people that you profiled and, and what they kind of all have in common when we're talking about this rare breed.
3: I don't know. I feel like the very first word that comes to mind is uh, resilience, you know, because actually filmmaking is, you know, for example, if you're a documentary filmmaker, you apply for grants, and uh, yes, you get some, but you receive a lot of rejection letters, you know, no matter how strong your project is, because it's a very competitive field, right? But then uh, you know so they can actually take a little bit of like your confidence away but then you kind of stay true to you who you are and the story that you feel are important to be told and that's actually what keeps you going yes i don't think it's it's a profession where you go into to to make money it's because you really believe in the power of the story and uh, and it's not necessarily like you want to change the world with the story that you tell, but maybe if you do even just one person or, or a little bit, you know, because filmmaking it I mean, I'm speaking in terms of documentary, especially like, you know, and also narrative, you, you really can change a person view of the world. You can prompt them to take actions on things that are important or really raise visibility awareness on issues that no one pay attention to before. And so, you know, when you feel, when you look inwards and think, why are you doing this, um, is really because you create something out of your ideas, out of the stories that you want to tell and do make change and make meaningful change. So that will be one of the very first things. Probably there are even more, you know, um, especially, for example, in the films that the director with John Lander, uh, it was really the importance of t- telling stories that no one else was telling. You know, Hawaiians disappear. And, and there was this commitment, you know, we need to tell this story. Otherwise, they get lost. You know, otherwise, you know, how, who are we going to be, <laughs> you know, if we don't know? So um, so there is also this, this, this commitment, this activism, you know, that has prompt um, and keep them in, 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 in the making of films. So I think it's, it's really, I mean, I, it's one of those questions that I probably, each filmmaker will answer differently why they do what they do. But if, if I think about like, you know, some of the characteristics is really resilience, you know, you fall and you get up. <laughs> you fall 100, you get up 101. Um, But also because you recognize the power, the power the film has, and uh, to document, to archive, to tell stories that need to be told.
2: What about you? Yeah, I would definitely jump on that and and agree with that. uh, that, um, There was definitely, I think, in all the filmmakers that were profiling, some um, urgency in them to tell the stories that they're telling for fear that they would go untold. Um, and so, um, and, and, you know, I think about Meliana Meyer, who, you know, when the, when the stuff started going down on Mauna Kea, she just grabbed a crew and went up there and, and stayed there and documented because she just felt like, um, people need to know what's happening here. People, we have to get the word out what's happening and we need to record it so that it, it doesn't get overlooked, you know? And I know that Joan Lander said the same thing in her interview. We don't want, you know, these stories get overlooked. And Joy Chung-Stannard said, you know, it's so important to document um, the stories from the past. Like, she's a historian and someone who cares, you know, deeply, deeply about local Hawaii history, uh, particularly from a, a cultural point of view. And she's like, boy, if we don't record these stories, they go away. And then, and then they're forgotten. So by all means, I think, I think everyone that we feature, you know, Hina, you know, again another forgotten story, Kapai Mahu was like a a story that no one knew about, um, about the stones in Waikiki. Um, And now that story is, has gone around the world because she made a film that, has shown in film festivals everywhere. So, really, really important work.
3: Mm -hmm. And if I can just quickly add, to a certain extent, it's the same philosophy that is inspiring what we are doing with Real Vahine of Hawaii. A sense of urgency, a sense of commitment, of these stories that need to be told, otherwise they get lost as unfortunately has happened to many other women. And it's not just here, (laughs) you know, it's not that we have the exclusivity, it's it's a global issue. Therefore, yes, we are place-based, but we speak to this larger context, this larger systemic issue. Uh, And and and, and our work really speaks to this sense of urgency. I really like that word, this this being compelled that we need to do. Why is it us doing it? we have this community, we we manage, um, you know, Shirley and I, our sisterhood to, you know, power through, you know, this is the third series. So we, we started very small, every series gets better and better because we also learn through the process. Uh, but really the more we do it, the more we realize how important it is that we keep doing it and, uh, and we open the field even more and we spotlight because otherwise these stories will get lost which is exactly what we do not want to. And um, and there we have Real Vahine of Hawaii Season 3 for a total of 18 films. The people can see, There are, you know, the first two seasons have been, um, you know, acquired by Pacific Islanders in communications. So they're easily available on YouTube, you know. So <sighs> there's a lot of work and we're doing it and we are committed to keep doing it.
1: Ooh, I'm feeling the passion from uh, Vera and Shirley already. You guys, uh, I can tell you guys are very excited about this. Can, you know, congratulations. I failed to say congratulations on, you know, completing this. And, uh, I, you know, that just makes me excited to go see it. And I'm sure a lot of other folks out there as well. And when you say that, the you know, the urgency and if you don't tell these stories and they won't be told, they'll be forgotten. Wow. That's really important for people to understand and you know, even listening to this for our viewers, if you got a sense that wow, what what stories are we going to be missing exactly? That's why you guys should go and see see these these the series. You know, go watch it. Um, this is season number three, as they just explained. And um, by the time that this podcast is published, it will be released. Um, it will be available. If you guys could uh, please share with our audience, you know, what are some of the ways in which they can view
2: your film? Mm-hmm. We are super excited that the films will premiere at Hawaii International Film Festival in November. So the first week of November, um, we will get a coveted in-person screening, like in the theater while (laughs) eating popcorn with your friends. So we're super, super excited about that. And then in addition to that, Hawaii International Film, uh, Film Festival will, um, it has a streaming virtual component to the festival as well. So the films will be streaming for a couple of weeks. And that means that anybody anywhere will be able to um, buy a ticket, a virtual ticket, and stream the films online for a couple of weeks.
1: I, I apologize. I, I meant to say it was the trailer that would be available, not the entire film. Because I said yes. when this podcast is published, you could see the film. But just to clarify for our, our listeners out there, it's it's actually the trailer that will be released. You know yes. that you could see the trailer. So there's still some suspense involved. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. It's
3: too- hook you up and say, make sure, oh, I really want to go and see that. And, (laughs) uh, and you know, I, as I was speaking, like with sense of urgency and commitment, I also want to add that there is a lot of joy, a lot of joy and happiness and sisterhood and friendship and all of the above, you know, I, I, yes, it's a lot of work, you know, Shirley and I work really hard (laughs) and we have a lot of fun too, you know. How long did it
1: take you guys to do this?
2: Uh, we started in 2017 with a pilot um, about Heather Junie and um, and then used that to get the first um, grant um, from the city of Honolulu. Thank you very much. And then uh, from there, the first season, um, we used that to get a National Endowment for the Arts grant. And so that allowed us to do season two in 2018. And then we did you know, season three is happening, about to premiere, and season four is already cast. It's in oh. pre-production, and we're raising money for season four right now.
1: Can I ask how, about how much does it cost for, you know, all of this to, to to happen? When you talk about funds, what's the amount that we're talking about? Generally.
2: It's a micro budget operation, you know? It's like we make films on just tiny, tiny, tiny budgets. Um, And so we, you know, what we're looking at, like um, the NEA gives us $20,000, which is just enough money to get in trouble if you're making films. And then you require us to make, get matching funds. And so then we turn to the local community and um, local foundations, um, angels, um, like last year, we had an individual step forward and said, you know, I'd really like to uh, fund the internship program. And and one individual funded the internship program last year. So we are always looking for those allies and partners who are willing to um, join us and help us um, make these films. And of course, you know, with we always are trying to grow the series. Like, so for this year, for the first time, we're featuring two filmmakers from a neighbor island from Big Island. Um next year we want to feature, you know, a filmmaker from a different island. And so um we can do more with more funding. And so um I'll I'll just add money and we'll put it to good use. Yeah.
0: How do our our, if our listeners, if someone out there is compelled to support and feels the same passion, how how do they find you folks? Is there a website or a phone number you yeah. can call? Uh,
3: Yes, there is a website, Woman in Filmmaking.org. We're actually a non-profit, a 501c3. Therefore, all the donations are tax deductible, uh, which is, tends to be an incentive. Um, and then, yes, we are on social, uh, you know, Instagrams, the usuals. Uh, so we are pretty present. <laughs> on, so, but Woman in Filmmaking.org would be the lending website to get all the informations and to learn about all the different you know, initiatives and programs that we offer. Um, Because we really try to do a little bit for everyone, you know. From film screening, we actually resume our partnership with Indie Lens Pop-up. So we'll start community uh, screenings again from January to the monthly gatherings, to the filmmaking programs. Um, Actually, we have one coming up at the end of this month called the Spooky Real Camp for Girls. Mm -hmm. You know, just to create short films um, during Halloween. Uh, but yes, so Hawaii Women in Filmmaking.org will be the website to visit. Uh, there is a donate uh, link, but also my email is Vera, V E R A, at Hawaii Women in <laughs> mm-hmm. um, where people can reach out directly to me uh, if they want to start a conversation um, or ask for more information.
1: And then if you're interested in actually being an intern, do you have to be a student or could you be like an adult?
3: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, We don't really, um, once again, um, you know, even at the beginning of the organizations, I decided to not make it a membership organization just to make sure that everybody could, you know, get access to it. And uh, all the, it really depends what we have going on. Uh, So, but yeah, everybody can inquire. And actually, as a matter of fact, we, uh, which surely we were thinking of, you know, kind of having um, more type of workshops. Talk story coming out with the new year, like when one filmmaker can share about their craft. Uh and uh and really uh, one thing that we try to do is to also listen where are the needs that we can offer what people actually are asking for. Uh we did have also filmmaking programs for for. Women, older women, I don't know how to, (laughs) but, you know, so that once again, the 360 degree approach, uh, because, uh, you know, we want to make sure that, uh, and actually right now, uh, we have uh, ongoing um, a Pahine in Film Lab, uh, where 10 fellows are um, paired with 10 mentors, you know, going back to the mentorship component, uh, where the applicants come from all walks of life. Some are filmmakers, some are people that actually Once again, I have a story that they want to tell. And through the lab, we are offering workshops. And um, so that, you know, there is this learning process as they are putting their film idea into actually a viable project that possibly by the end of the lab, they can start producing. Although some start producing during the lab as well. So once again, (laughs) um, it's a very diverse group. And um, yeah, so I really invite you to, to visit the website to learn about all the initiatives and programs that we offer. And come to the movies to see. Yes. <laughs> we'll see yeah,
1: I want to encourage all of our listeners, please, you know, go out and support them and, and, and yeah. watch their film. Um, you know, just personally speaking, when I've seen, um, you know, locally produced films and I'm actually blown away. I'm blown away by the talent that's out there. I'm blown away by what they come up with. And it's really high quality caliber. I mean, and I I don't mean to sound snobby and like that surprised and to think otherwise. But really, I mean, it's just it's just amazing, you know, what what they can do and what they can turn out and produce. Um, So I'm really excited to go and see the Mm -hmm. film as well and and eager to see uh, and hear the stories captured through the eyes of these different Wahine filmmakers. Thanks so much for shining the spotlight on them.
0: Exactly, <laughs> Shirley and Vera, you guys really—I I had no idea this community existed—and I think our listeners will be like, "Oh, that's something that you know interests me." That's—I didn't know that. So thank you guys for bringing that to the to the limelight in this podcast and sharing your knowledge and and being the ones at the forefront doing it. You guys are awesome. <laughs> well,
2: thank you for creating this space so that we had an opportunity to talk about it and invite everyone to come to the movies and watch a movie, watch local women filmmakers, make films about local women filmmakers at the movies. Yeah.
0: yeah and I just wanted to say thank you too for your time and for joining us. I It's it's opened my eyes to, and it's, you know, having a daughter, it also makes me feel like it's just so nice to hear Just other opportunities that are out there other paths that she has an opportunity to take so you're lighting the way for all of that. Um, I think our pod the three of us can attest to that the podcast is like you know sisterhood and trying to make some joy and just talk about things and supporting each other so it's you know very similar so I know we share in that same kind of foundational uh, values and then the other thing I was going to say is I just. It made me think about when you're talking about urgency and being compelled to tell stories or they will be lost. It's like even on the micro level of that within our own families, right? It's just important to talk to your grandpas and grandmas and tutus and papas and uncles and aunties and try to hear about what they've been through. Um, so something I'm taking away from this too on a, on a family level that it's so important, right? Or they're lost, they're gonna be lost. So thank you for all the work you folks are doing and excited to support and watch.
1: Very important work. And yes, we all look forward to it. We also look forward to hearing an inspirational quote that Shirley Veda, you both brought to share with our listeners, to share with us. Who would like to go first?
2: Veda would like to go first. (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say I... (laughs) Aside from
3: all the wisdom they've already, um, you know, you know, uh, shared with us, I I don't really, um, I don't know. I feel that there is a lot of inspiration just by stepping back and you know, um, you know, we are always there are so many pressures uh, from society from people around us. So just to kind of like, you know, yes, listen, observe, and yet kind of always. Step back and 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 ask yourself who you really are and what really drives you, um, and and find that space and time to to ask those questions, um, because then then becomes the core that will drive you mm-hmm. through the life that is through the journey that is alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know how inspirational that is, but sometimes that's what I try to remind myself. You know, there is like there is so many things going on around you. Uh, but, you know, sometimes just kind of step back, stay centered and grounded in, in in who you think you are, who you want to be, and,
1: and yeah. Love I it. like that. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. That's a quote from Vera. It <laughs> is. Herself. Know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's original. <laughs> original. It's real
2: cool world that we live in. You know?
1: <laughs> we need that. We need that reminder. So thank you, Vera. Sure. How about you, Shirley?
2: Um, I, Mine is from... Uh, another woman filmmaker, uh, Julia Reichert, who um, won the Oscar a couple of years ago for an amazing um, documentary film, long form documentary film. And um, I heard her say this um, when she was doing a talk once and she said, anytime you tell the true story of a woman, it's a radical act. And I just, I remember that my, it took my breath away when she said that because I just realized it's like, that's. Um, what drove her you know over a 40 plus year career 50 plus year career to just you know really document the stories of women and um and here we are um doing the same and really sort of embracing the the radical act you know of telling a woman's story wow That's awesome. yes. <laughs> yeah
1: I love it. I love it. Yes. Thank you so much for enlightening us, Shirley and Beta. And, uh, you know, we are excited and, and we can feel the excitement within you because in a way, this is your baby. So and you're finally going to get to see and share it with the world and all of us here in Hawaii uh, at the Hawaii International Film Festival, which is in November. And I want to repeat again that uh, when this podcast is published, you can go ahead and check out the trailer, you could find it on the Real Waihine website. Is that correct? Yes,
2: realwaihine.org, realwaihineofhawaii.org.
1: And that's Mm R-E-E-L, Waihine.
3: Yes, Yes. that's right. Thank
0: you. There you
2: go.
1: I like that uh, clever play on words there. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, Shirley and Vetta, we want to thank you so much for sharing with us about your latest film. And we just can't wait to go and see it. Thank you so much for joining us here on Mothership. And to all of our listeners, go out and go see the film. After you yes. watch the trailer in November, Hawaii International Film Festival, check out. They're probably going to post uh, when and how you can watch it online. Um, but until then, thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with us here on Mothership. Mm-hmm. And we wish you guys all the very best. Be safe and, and take good care of each other too.
2: Yes. Mahalo, mahalo for for your generous time, and we look forward to seeing you at the movies.
1: Yay! Yay! Go on and see it. Thank Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Aloha, everybody. Take Aloha. care. Thank, Thank you. you. Aloha. Mahalo, mahalo. Yes, we're gonna break them down.